Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Pat O'Brien from 3MD in Chicago. Pat is our OMA partner from Chicago, who I just spent the whole week with at our OMA Global Conference in Scottsdale. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and some of the other things we're working on. Pat, thanks for joining us today. Jack, thanks for having me, man. This is awesome. I appreciate the invite and uh, looking forward to our talk. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man. And, you know, it is awesome. And, and not only this podcast, which definitely got a lot of good feedback this week at the conference, but everything we're doing, you know, between OMA as a whole and the Young Leaders Group, which we'll talk about and the work we do together and everything you do on your own to, you know, support the group and help the group and grow the group. Um, it's really been fascinating. And, and, and this was my second global conference. And even in one year's time, like to see the growth and development of this group in one year is, is remarkable and really exciting for me as a young professional and someone who is new to the group, but someone as yourself who's been doing this for you know quite some time and has been involved in the group for quite some time. What's it like for you? Because, you know, so what number conference is this for you? Or was this, I should say? Um, you know, I'm trying, I've been trying to think about that. You know, I was sitting at the table, listening to Doug up there, talking to the whole group and, uh, you know, I can't pinpoint the number, but I know I've been going to the annual event since, uh, St. Louis, which was number two. Um, the first conference was actually in Chicago. Uh, it was treated more of like a sales summit. It was actually when I was getting onboarded into, into the company again. Uh, but just from St. Louis, St. Louis, we had six tables. And we were in a very, very small conference room. Um, I always say, I think that's why Doug keeps that room at a steady negative 50. Uh, <laughs> because that first one, that one, I, the first one I went to in St. Louis, it was hot. You know, everybody was sweating. We had air conditioning issues and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I, all the key players that were there with those 60, I mean, it wasn't even 60 people. It was probably 50 people. They're still there. They got leadership positions and stuff like that. I believe that was the first time that Don Hyman was uh, part of Onoma annual event. Uh, first time I met him, but it it was it was a tight tight quarters, but that's what we had, you know. And it nothing like we got going on now, you know. In Phoenix, Scottsdale, I'm sorry, you know, we had 300 people in that grand ballroom. You know, what was there? 40, 50 tables in there. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah it really is. And you know, I um. I've always known about OMA and I've said it on this podcast before, you know, I've always known about OMA. And when I first got introduced to OMA was probably right around that time. And they were an organization, you know, it was an organization. It was, you know, a collaboration of movers, like, like you spoke about, but to see where it's gotten to in that time frame, about less than 10 years, really, you know, about, about 10 years, maybe. Um, it's remarkable. And, and not, not only that, but then to see our growth within the last five years, I mean, I've worked for fast growing tech companies and I've seen that acceleration and how quickly that can go up like a hockey stick. And that's uh, what we're looking at here. And it's really, really cool. And I could only imagine it for you, you know, because you're a young guy and um, the, the development that OMA has allowed for you as an individual, I could imagine is immense. I mean, it's um, it, it's really, really cool. And you had a big hand in this week. I mean, and again, that that speaks to your leadership. 
you you really did a lot in terms of setting up that golf tournament and the fundraiser, you know, where we put together $70,000. What was the organization? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Um, yeah, so, you know, the golf outing, you know, your, your uh, partner, Jeff Silverstein, uh, in the advanced group last year put together a fantastic golf outing. It was so much fun. Um, very last minute, as Jeff said, but, you know, just going out there and not talking shop and actually getting to know everybody um, on a personal basis is what we wanted to continue. So I threw out the idea, you know, Jeff, let's get a little committee going. Um, and I threw some things together, got Julie involved, uh, Julie Henson, who's, you know, the vice president of administration for OMA. Um, but one of the things I also threw on there is we should probably make a purpose to, to doing this whole thing. You know, we're, we're going to this, we're going to this convention. We got a ton of industry leaders in it. Um, we should probably look like we're not just, uh, hoarding cash, but actually wanting to give back to something. Um, and we, yeah, like you said, Jack, we raised $70,000. I think the original idea was to try to rent, to try to run, run with like 10 K, you know, I think we we're all happy with that amount. Um, and then as the process went on, you know, we figured out um, one of our partners uh, needed, uh, his son was dealing with some issues down in uh, Texas that involved uh, autism. And I was like, why don't we throw our cash behind this? And uh, it just ran from there. I mean, it went up to $70,000 very fast. And, you know, John Flood is very passionate about it. Uh, Julie Henson, Jeff Silverstein, Jack yourself, the whole advanced group, Anthony, uh, Tom Hinckley, you know, those guys jumped on that horse and ran with it with everybody. And I think that made the golf tournament that much more special, just knowing that we were putting something behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that that also talks about and speaks to the type of family and camaraderie that we've developed as a group. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And like, that's the thing, you know, we've, again, over the years, this um, concept of OMA has really developed into uh, a number of different movers in different markets, uh, you know, having each other, if you will, and knowing that they existed to uh, an evolution of a real uh, fraternity and, and, you know, family where there is a level of trust and support and like I said, camaraderie where we're in this together. And you know, whatever we go through at our individual companies, we're here as a group to support each other and do what we can, whether that's personal or professionally. You know, it's it's really nice to know that we have this group. And I think again, with this being the year of trust and something we really wanted to establish this year as a group, this that golf tournament and fundraiser was really a um a, a nice um, proponent to that and uh, example of, of what can happen, you know, when we do come together and trust each other and are there for each other, because that's, you know, part of all of this. And it all also goes to show not only in, in that dollar amount, but also in the dollar amount that OMA is doing as a whole. It, we, we talked about it this week as far as OMA 3.0 and, yeah. you know, getting, yeah, getting to $50 million annually by 2025. And we accelerated that by three years which is astounding. I mean, again, that's what I was talking about before, as far as that hockey stick growth, 
that's what we're looking to have here. And um, it just it just makes me excited. And with you making the transition now, because you're in a real interesting position at your company where you're taking on more of a leadership role and a, and a position of influence and decision making and things like that. How has Alma been helpful to you in that regard as far as making that transition and having people like Anthony, for one, to lean on, but also others, you know, Don, Tom, all those guys and women. Um, I mean, it, yeah. it's, uh, I couldn't I couldn't do it without the support. You know, I have the support of the leadership here, which is fantastic, but um, I needed to put my own spin on it and I needed a network where I could lean on individuals and pick the phone and be like, how do you do this? And I think of the other, you know, groups that are out there, networking groups, et cetera. Uh, you're not going to, you're not going to see that, you know, I've, the amount of phone calls I've made to CEOs of other moving companies, owners of other, you know, companies. Uh, I don't think you're going to walk into another industry or another group where I can pick up the phone and say, call an Anthony, you know, with the advanced group and he'll pick up the phone and go, Hey, Pat, what's up? What do you need to talk about? You know, you'd get somebody's EA or something like that and be like, yeah, he might fit you in for five minutes next week sometime. Um, it's been so great, you know, and then Jack, me and you, you know, we're in the, the young leaders group. I mean, I learned, I've, I'll be honest with you, you know, I walked in there just being like, is this going to be a networking thing? You know, catch up once, once in a while, maybe have, you know, a couple events out of town, we'll have drinks and, you know, shoot, shoot the BS a little bit, but I didn't think it was going to turn into truly uh, everything it has where I have identified things that I, I'm great at things I need to work on, um, how to lean on other people, you know, how to get advice. I mean, our group, I mean, to talk about a secondary family that's developed, I mean, night or day, anybody can call any one of us and we'll be there for them professionally and personally. You know, if, if you have a problem in New York, you know, we're all just a short phone call away. And if we need to jump on a plane, we'll jump on a plane. You know, it's yeah. uh, the whole family thing is definitely what, should be pushed um it's it's a it's a large group but it's also a small group uh small group feeling if you will but uh yeah it's amazing yeah no you're absolutely right and again i, I mentioned it at, at the meeting when, when we were talking to the group as a whole and i think other people did too the young leaders group is a is a complete microcosm of oma as a whole uh where if you look back to last year's meeting when the young leaders group or future leaders group uh, was kind of coming to fruition and really starting to, the seed was planted, if you will. Uh, we were at that meeting and you looked in that room and there was 50 people there and, you know, all excited to get involved in this. And that dwindled down to 12 and the 12 people who were in that inaugural class were so perfect for it because there was, you know, complete buy-in and, I think everybody looked at each other and, and saw who the person was sitting across from them, uh, you know, each way or next to them for that matter, and realized that this is a person who is committing to being a leader, but also committed to the group as a whole. Um, and, and that's the most important part of OMA is, you know, you are, there is a commitment to this group. And many people at the meeting asked me, you know, should I have this young person in my organization join the future leaders group and, uh, you know, become a part of it? 
And I tell them, I said, you know, absolutely, but they need to be at these meetings first. They need to see what OMA is. There needs to be a level of commitment to the organization and selling national accounts first before they get into the, the future leaders group, because again, this group is fully committed to, you know, OMA and each other. And, and it's not something that you can just walk into. It's, it's not that type of group. And beyond that, the, the level of leadership training that Peggy and Jennifer have provided to us is, is legitimate. I mean, that's a, it's a full-on leadership course in, in a lot of senses. And, you know, like you said, what, what we've learned from, from them and each other is significant. And it's really going to help us propel our careers um, in a lot of different ways. And, uh, you know, I think that's the exciting part. And even just from the meeting itself, as a group, we've already decided that we're going to make a true focus into international accounts and selling. And again, you know, that was this week. That was done two days after, once it was yeah. presented to us. And, you know, Andrew, uh, from a leadership standpoint, took it upon himself to get the ball rolling. And now at our next meeting, we're going to come prepared with two to three accounts that we think we can prospect. And we'll be holding each other accountable for those and using the tools that we have available to us through Slack and other things to work together in order to make it happen. And like, that's the beautiful thing about OMA and the future leaders group as a whole. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly, you know, and we were given our, uh, you know, our, our two little two minute speech on how it affects us. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to be blunt, but I did want to be blunt in that. And when I, when I was talking uh, more as a way of, uh, telling other future leader groups that are going to be starting to prospect and try to get into our, you know, into 2.0, uh, that you have to be accountable. Um, it, it is, I always say it is not something you just throw on your resume. You know, if, if I show up to a meeting and I'm not prepared, I'm going to hear about it from 12 other people. Um, if I show up and I'm not prepared, you know, I let the group down and it really reflects what you are are going to be like as a future leader or a leader already you know if you're not if you're not putting your effort in if you're not holding yourself accountable if you're not holding others accountable you know it's it's not going to work and uh if i didn't have this group you know i wouldn't have learned that you know i would have i would have just been flying by night with whatever uh elementary idea of what i had leadership was in my head you know it last last october but it's been great. And I think, you know, those other 20 people that didn't join the Young Leaders for one reason or another, they're going to be the first ones to get into that next class. Exactly. Because they see it and they want it. Exactly. I think so, too. I think it's going to be much like OMA, where there is a waiting list of young leaders, you know, wanting to get in. Right. Um, it's going to be that type of group. And I think what people are going to learn and something I learned, too, is as part of being in the group, you have to lead the group, continuously lead the group. Like what we've done is we've set a foundation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Peggy, mostly, you know, credit to her. She's set the foundation and then she's allowed us to lead within that structure. And I think that's the most important part. The group does not work. No one is going to hold your hand through this, this, this uh, journey in the future leader group. You have to take it upon yourself to make an impact within the group and lead. And um, I think that's important. And I think that's a, a really uh, valuable 
advice to anybody who's getting in the group in the future is to understand that this isn't a group that you walk into and you're going to be told what to do. There is some level of guidance that's going to be provided to you. Oh, yeah. But for the most part, you have to take it upon yourself to create that camaraderie amongst um, the other future leaders in your class and also build upon the foundation that's been presented to you. Take it to another level. That's that's the thing. It, just like OMA as a whole, you know, you started with, with 50 people in that room and it, and it grows and it becomes so much more. Um, that's going to be a complete uh, parallel to the young leaders group too. Peggy, Peggy, yeah, Peggy, Peggy was an amazing mentor to have in I in, in this initial class yeah. with the whole process. Uh, she's able to, you know, she like, you know, she sets the uh, cones out that we need to stay in. Exactly. But, you know, she's not going to drive the bus. You know, we, we all take turns, we all get in there, but, you know, she'll be the one to get us back on the path. But, you know, it's, she's just our mentor and she does an awesome job of telling us, this is your group. You have to take it. You know, you have to trust each other. You got to hold each other accountable. And if you let them down, just know that you're going to let 13 people down, right. not just yourself and everybody else in that group is going to be hurt. Exactly. And, and, and another component that I'm learning about leading myself is it's hard work. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like really, and, and like I'm learning this myself and, and especially, you know, when I do that breakout sessions and stuff like that. And, you know, all my life I've been a talker. That's why I do this podcast. You know, I can, I can talk a big game. And uh, I was telling Anthony this weekend, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do those breakout sessions and lead that discussion. I, I think it's a big honor considering the number of people in this group and the, the, the level of experience in this group and how long a lot of men and women have been doing it. And, and you know, I take it upon myself as a great honor to, to lead that with Mike in that breakout room and even our group, you know, lead some of that discussion and whatnot. But uh, you got to bust your ass in the background because if you're not doing that, you're going to, it's, it's the, the shtick is going to run old real quick. And I told Anthony that, and um, you know, I'm real focused by this time next year, uh, having a lot to back it up on because again, you can't, it'll, it'll run, run old real quick. So that's when I woke up Wednesday or Thursday, when I got back, I was motivated. I'm like, I got to get going. And we gotta we gotta start getting these accounts and and applying the same. I mean, which I do for a to a level, but applying everything that I say in these breakout rooms to my actual day to day, and then showing people from year over year this is what's working, and it, it'll apply the same to selling national accounts as it will to the the future leaders group. And um, you know that's that's one of the things I'm learning about leadership from a from a younger perspective is. You can talk it up, but you gotta you gotta really really work. And for you running a business, it's the same thing because there's a lot of different aspects to that, not just selling, but also operations and also marketing and all of those things. It's a it's a great deal of work, which gives me a level of respect for you, for Peggy, for Doug, Anthony, everybody. You know, it's um it's not easy. You did uh you did a fantastic job with your breakout session. Uh, you, you and Mike Griffin, you guys, I mean, Mike, you two just work so well together. You're, you're very fluid, but at the same time, you're two different, different types of selling, which right. I think is the best part of that. And, you know, the beauty part about being with all these partners and stuff like that at that conference is you guys aren't saying, this is how you have to do it. This is how you have to do it. You know, there's Jack telling you guys, this is how I do it. 
and I've had success this way. And then you have Mike Griffin who's saying, Jack's ways are amazing also, but this is the way I do it. And they're not, the best thing is those are examples. You know, here's two examples that work. Go out and figure out your own way to do it because New York and Colorado or national account wise where you're based out of, you have a very different opinion on things than say someone from the Midwest like myself. You know, you have to, you have to go out and you have to figure it out. You know, it's, you can't, you can't be pigeonholed into one thing. What works for Jack, you know, you grab, grab little pieces off of that and be like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. This might not work in Chicago as a stepping stone, but I have it in the back of my head when I'm talking about New York stuff and other national account stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, me and Mike discussed that. And it is really nice because again, Mike has years and years of experience and, you know, he's probably, he's forgotten. an old guy. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> he's, an, he's an old guy, <laughs> um, but he's forgotten more than I know. And, uh, you know. I'm certainly cognizant of that for everybody. And I know I give a lot of people a lot of shit for being a little, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, he does know a lot and, and his point of view and the way he approaches it is valuable to me as well. But I also like giving that approach as a young person, uh, which I mentioned several times, <laughs> um, um, how to take that route. And, you know, whether you are like you did, you know, hire somebody more experienced who's, who's got uh, a level of uh, understanding and knowledge in the industry to come on and take over that role. Or if you do bring somebody on who's a little more raw, but still has the drive and, uh, you know, a, a sales background, if you will, or, you know, whether it's local or residential or, or, you know, commercial project management, but they want to get involved in, in national accounts, you know, we can go about it that way too. And I think that understanding from both levels um, helps, uh, helps the ship keep moving forward, if you will. Um, and, I, and I think that that's been, been really good for Mike and I both to, to present it that way and do things that way. How have you been doing uh, with 3MD and kind of developing more national account focus? Um, you know, like I said in the meeting, we have hired, a, we've hired a, uh, a younger fella, you know, your age, um, who's had the privilege of being in the industry for a while and growing up in the industry. Um, and he has taught me some things on how to go out and get guys um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm scared. Uh, you know, it's, it's new to me. You know, I, you know, I grew up in this industry, you know, my grandpa was in the moving industry. Uh, my aunts, me, my, my uncles and my aunts are in the industry. And I never saw the national account thing, even though it was there, I was just always, you know, on the truck project managing that kind of stuff where, uh, I thought it was just point A, point A to point B in Chicago. Um, and then when starting with this whole OMA thing with the national accounts, I was like, you know what, the only way we're going to survive is if we put a deep depth uh, effort into this process. Um, it's going to be, you know, it's stepping stones. But, you know, right now my focus is, you know, I think we need to hire two dedicated national salesmen and talking to other industry leaders uh, in OMA and you and Mike, it's like, why do they have to live in Chicago? you know, it's national account. They're, they're not looking for just something in Chicago. We can hire outside. Um, you know, so starting last night, you know, basically I've been jumping on LinkedIn and being like, who can I hire? What can I do here? How can I get it? Um, I don't know if I can go 
as crazy as you go and wanting to get that raw, you know, maybe out of college talent and develop them, but maybe trying to go after somebody that's got two year, two, three years experience, bring them on and be like, I'm going to give you freedom. Here's the numbers I want you to hit in the first year, second year, third year. And then once you get there, I'll micromanage you. I don't need to talk to you. You know, you just, you, you, you prove yourself with your numbers. And that's what I want because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, national accounts is great because that overhead goes away. You know, you're, you're leaning on other partners, you're leaning on, you know, outside influences and stuff like that. And you're, you're just, you're using everybody's resources that are available to you, you know, and all I got to worry about is hidden numbers. And yeah, that's, that's a great feeling in my, in my eyes. Exactly. And, and even though, you know, again, we, we discussed this as far as bringing somebody in new, that playbook I put together can still be applied like to somebody's season because what it allows for is a level of measurement, um, which is really good from a prospecting standpoint specifically. And not only that, but even bringing on national accounts um, and, and managing those from a go. I mean, I Jack, think, you, Jack, you should talk to a publisher about that book, just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, no, probably. Uh, I should be making money off more things. Like, but, you know, we, that's a whole other podcast discussion. Do, do, do little, do little con- mini conventions at the holidays yeah, on the exactly. weekends. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, but because that's the thing, though, it allows for a level of measurement and um, like also just, just, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, a documentation as far as you're doing, that'll allow you to to really look at it and see what's working, what's not working, because that's the hardest part about, in my opinion, having somebody in a different market is how is, what is the measurement? And one of the things that Anthony and Jeff are really good at is giving that freedom. And I think it's important too. Like if you hire somebody, you should allow them to figure things out for themselves and give them some level of rope. But uh, I think it's also important to make sure there is a buoy out there to to continue the correlation and and analogy that, okay, here's here's your tools, right? And here's the tools and this is what works. And between a couple different softwares, whether it's LinkedIn or that craft.co, another uh, partner, and this is why almost so great, showed me another website, Apollo, uh, which is awesome too. It actually gives you um, employees' emails at each company for free. You should look into that. Um, And uh, with those tools, you can make it happen. Because again, with national account selling, and I spoke about this in the breakout room, you're going to be speaking to people outside your market. It's not like you're going to fly there to see them. So those tools like LinkedIn are, are so imperative to national account selling. And, you know, you mentioned you're on there. Mike mentioned he spends a decent amount of time on there. I'm on there every day and it's, um, it's huge. And one of the things that I'm actually, again, as I, as I come back from the OMA conference and takes little bits and pieces is I'm going to try to get back to my roots a little bit and like posting on LinkedIn every day, because when I started, it's when the pandemic was. So like, there wasn't anything else to do. And then once you, yeah, once we delved out of the pandemic, I stopped posting as much. And I'm going to get back into that and just posting, you know, whether it's once a day or every other day, uh, just just having consistent messages out there and staying in front of people and, you know, making a goal to, to reach out to 10 people a day, uh, you know, from wherever, whether it's JLL, CBRE, end users, whoever, and just trying to, to make those connections and make those in routes. 
because that's how it happens. That's exactly how it happens. And that's how you measure it and, and grow and develop it. So I'm going to really make a focus on, on spending my mornings getting, getting back to that. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. You said that I, you know, I, I'm old school, so I keep a written calendar that everything's yeah. not digital in my mind, but I just went through and, uh, I put on every Thursday, uh, have you put a LinkedIn post in yet? Right. And you know, it, you hear the logarithms and all that kind of stuff. If you don't do anything on there, you're just going to sink down. Right. So, you know, just keeping your face out there, like you're saying, uh, it's such a valuable tool. Um, and we have to exploit it. You know, right. it's, it's there. Take advantage of it. And, and that's one of the things I think as a group, as a, as a group of OMA that we did this week is we see it because we're in the industry and we're all partners together. But like as an organization, we flooded LinkedIn this week with the posts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I saw it every time I was opening the app, just new posts from new partners all over the country, all over the world. And like, that's how brand recognition starts. And that's how people know what we're doing. And people see it. I mean, that post that I, the post that I made has got like 4,000 views right now, which is like awesome. That's 4,000 people, not just in the industry, which is a lot, but also like my old employer, my old coworkers that we work in Indeed, and they all see it too. And they've all scattered all over. And, you know, when you have impact messages like that, it makes the world a difference and it, it pays off big time in the long run. So, you know, that's definitely what I'm most excited for and, and excited to see is like now that we're at this stage of exponential growth, if you will, and we're really at like the cusp of it, I'm really excited to see how that brand recognition and, and, and name recognition uh, accelerates within the industry uh, over the next three to five years even. I think it's, it's going to be pretty remarkable. What do you think? Oh, it's out there. Um, <clears throat> something crazy that happened to us about uh, three weeks ago is, you know, we got an RFP. We're going through it as a team, trying to figure out which salesman uh, it would fit best with. Uh, get to the back page, you know, where it's it's asking, you know, the the nitty gritty of things, being like, uh, are you a minority owned company? Can, are you a small business? Blah, blah, blah. And then the last question said, are you part of OMA? Uh, yes or no. Wow. And, I was, and I was like, holy cow. I, so I took a picture of it and sent it to Doug. And, uh, you know, Doug's like, who is that for? Uh, <laughs> and I, I won't say the company because I had to si sign an NDA with it anyways. But it was uh, it was crazy. And I was like, right. that's how big it's gotten. You know, before yeah. we were not a laughing stock, but, you know, people are like, oh, Oma, OK, you're whatever. You know, we're the powerhouses here. And now that an RFP for national work, you know, you know, 50 state work is asking, are you part of OMA? That brand recognition is there. They're realizing that, you know, like we've always said, you know, we're vetted. Right. You know, you know Doug said, I mean, there's 160 companies right now, plus probably, that want to be part of OMA. And what, what got in last year? One or two? Right. You know, in areas that we needed them. And, you know, at the same time we needed them there, but they were vetted. They were, they were ran through the, ran through the cycle being like, we're not just going to bring you on because you said you're doing good. We're going to come out and see you. We want to see your trucks. We want to see your men. We want to see your equipment. We want to see your books. We want to see what you're working out of. And, you know, it's that reputation is going to hit huge in the marketplace. And, you know, 
you know, the 3MD relocation services and the advanced group, you know, we're, we're founding members, we're fully vested members, you know, and it's something to be proud of. Uh, you know, I, I took a, I had a little bit of pride in my heart this week, you know, we're walking around with, uh, with our name tags and they're highlighted in red. That means, you know, you're fully vested. Um, you know, you believed in this from the start. And, you know, and I think people saw that and they started asking questions. How did this all start and stuff like that? It was, it was just a really cool event. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about OMA. Yeah. Um, I love it. You know, it's, it's just great. I look forward to the events. I look forward to seeing everybody. Um, and we're a force to be reckoned with, you know, we have, people are scared of us and that's what I love about it. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people in our industry specifically are on, are on the outside looking in and, um, you know, they see on the boat that they missed and, and you know, where it's going and, and that boat is turning into a rocket ship now. And it's just like, you know, not to quote Buzz Lightyear, but, <laughs> beyond, uh, you know, as far as we can take it. Um, and again, it's really exciting because even though we are well-established, uh, as a company now, um, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And what we can do nationally and globally for this industry is going to be significant. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's real exciting, man. And, you know, I'm lucky to know you and, and all the guys at 3MD and girls and, and uh, the young leaders group. Like we got so many good things going and it's just so awesome to be a part of it all. And, and being a, a, a future leader in the group is also just a great role and position to be in. And uh, I owe a lot of it to you, man. It's, it's crazy. You know, this time last year, we were just really kind of getting to know each other, you know, yeah. like, look how far we've come and uh, it's awesome, dude. And, and we're only going up from here. So I appreciate you coming on, man. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you again soon. And you know, hopefully we get to do this again future and, and talk about how well it's all going again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jack, it'll be great. I'll see you on uh, Zooms in the future and we'll catch up in January when we see each other again face to face. That's right. Sounds good, brother. Talk soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Jack. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, everybody, for listening. Look forward to next time.